And now, from high above Scottsdale and Phoenix in the Camelback Tower, HealthStar Worldwide is proud to present the Dr. Jennifer King Show. Improve your health, happiness, wellness, mind, body, and spirit with keys to a healthy life. Dr. King is also here to answer your questions with helpful information shared to the world. And now here she is from King Integrative Primary Care, Dr. Jennifer King. Hello, I'm Dr. Jennifer King and welcome to my show. Today we're going to talk a little bit about sleep. You know, Dr. King, I have a real love-hate relationship with sleep. I love sleep, and but I hate the fact that I'm not getting any. So what suggestions do you have for me on that? I think everyone has a love-hate relationship with sleep, and I think that's a great way to put it because we all need sleep, and we get frustrated and tired and angry when we're not getting enough. So it's super important to do what I call sleep hygiene. We want this room that you sleep in to be cool and dark and quiet. Also, if you're having problems sleep with outside noises, white noise is important. You can listen to the brook or the rain or the ocean. That helps. Or nature sounds, hypnosis tapes. I recommend patients not having fluids about an hour before bedtime, only because I don't want them getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom because it can be dangerous because it's dark and a lot of times they don't want to wake someone. So they'll get up in the dark and use the restroom and then I've had patients fall and have injuries. If you need to have some fluids during the night, I recommend getting a humidifier. Those are great because it's so dry here in Arizona and that will help if your throat gets dry or anything during the night and that way you don't need to have water. I recommend not having any electronics in the bedroom. No cell phones, no TVs, no computers that you just use the bedroom for sex or sleep and not a place to work. You want that area to be a place where your body thinks, this is where I come to rest. And another part of that are rituals. I really like rituals where you do the same thing every night before you go to sleep, whatever that is. I know for me, I've listened to the same piece of music for a long time since I was in college and I listen to it every night. So now when I hear those songs, it automatically puts in my mind, okay, it's time to go to sleep. This is what we do now. It's sort of like when you have children and you put them in their pajamas. Even if it's in the middle of the day, they still realize I have my pajamas on and must be going to sleep. So I'd like patients to have their own rituals so that when they hear a certain piece of music or they do a certain yoga position or sometimes my patients have sleepy time tea that they only have those things before they go to bed. So it trains their mind that it's time to wind down. I also like patients to turn off all the bright lights two hours before they go to sleep because we used to sleep about 90 minutes more than we do now before electricity was invented. So it's really important to bring the lights down. So again, you're telling your body it's getting dark. We used to go to sleep when it was dark and wake up when it's light. And now we can go to its light all the time. So make sure that the overhead lights are dimmed down. And make sure you put any of your electronics on the dimmers so that you're not waking yourself up. You need your body to know this time to go to sleep. I like people to get up and go to bed at the same time every day. That's really important. And sleep masks can really help. If you've got a room that's really bright, blackout curtains are great, especially here in Arizona because the sun gets up early and stays up late. You know, usually about 5, 5.30 the sun's up and up till 8, 8.30 at night. Sleep masks can be really important. Now, they may take a little while to get used to, but it will definitely block out all the extra light and help you sleep. And those are the big things that I recommend. So how much sleep should I be getting? Most people need six to eight hours. But everyone's different, and some people need 12, and some people need 5. But a good way to find out is when you go on vacation, and you've been gone for a few days, at least two or three days, is you see where your natural sleep cycle goes. So if you've been on vacation, if you've left on Saturday, and it's now Tuesday or Wednesday, 
see what time you naturally get tired at night and what time you wake up in the morning on your own without a clock. And that should be the amount of hours of sleep that you need. Again, I recommend you not do it the first couple nights because people are winding down, especially from work when they go on vacation. But I know for myself, I've always needed eight. That has just been the magic number. And I know if I consistently get seven or less, I'm a lot more tired during the day. So again, everyone's different. And it's great if you only need five or six, or if you need 10 or 11, that's fine. It's just whatever's normal for you. But how do I know if I'm getting enough sleep? That's a good question. So a couple things are how quickly you fall asleep at night. So if your head hits the pillow and you're out in two to three minutes, you're exhausted. It should take you about 10 to 15 minutes naturally to fall asleep. That's about the right amount of time. But if it's really quickly when you fall asleep, then you're not getting enough sleep. So that's That's one thing. And then again, how awake are you during the day? Do you wake up in the morning feeling refreshed? Because some people get enough sleep, but they don't feel refreshed. They'll tell me, oh, I'm in bed every night, eight hours, but I don't ever wake up in the morning feeling good. So then we have to look at what's going on at night. Are patients snoring? Are they moving their legs, you know, restless leg syndrome? So what may be keeping them from going into deep sleep, but they're actually in bed? And if you have any concerns about that, a sleep study is a way to to evaluate that because sleep apnea is a huge problem in this country. And if you have any snoring issues, it's always good to see your primary care doctors and get referred to a sleep study because sleep apnea is very detrimental for your health and it can affect your heart, cause some high blood pressure issues and some things like that that may be difficult to treat because we don't know that sleep apnea is causing them. And to me, it sounds like you can have a lot of other issues or even medical issues or life issues surface if you're not getting enough sleep. You can. So people that are chronically sleep deprived have increased risk of cardiovascular diseases and strokes increased risk of diabetes and obesity, increased risk of depression. So my patients that don't sleep enough are definitely at risk for this issue. And they'll tell me, well, I've I've never really slept well. And I tell patients, that's okay temporarily, but when it's a whole lifetime of that, it's time to figure out what's going on. And maybe when you were younger, it was easier to tolerate the lack of sleep. But as people age and it takes their body longer to restore, then it's really important that they're getting enough sleep for themselves. What do you think about the use of sleep medications? Those are probably some of my least favorite medications that are out there. And the reason is they can cause a lot of other problems. They may help you fall asleep, but you're not getting into your deep or restful sleep. So people don't always feel refreshed. We know that there have been people that have had DUIs because they have been driving on those medications and have gotten pulled over and have had issues with that. I have had patients that thought they were sleeping, but were actually awake and they were online buying things. I had a patient who bought a dog online and didn't realize that she had been awake and she thought she was in bed sleeping. I've also had patients that were up in the middle of the night eating and didn't aware that they were up again. So I think there are a lot of natural things that you can do to help sleep. So again, I'm not a big fan of medication. That would be a last resort. If patients aren't sleeping, we want to get to the why and find out what's going on. And if we can't seem to figure out what's causing it, a sleep study is always a good recommendation. So the takeaway is that sleep is critically important to your health. There's a lot of new research that shows that sleep is more important to your health and diet or exercise. And I think people would find that hard to believe because their whole lives we've been ingrained with thinking, I have to eat right, I have to eat healthy, I have to exercise, I have to move. But sleep is just as critical, if not more critical than either of those two activities. So that is one thing I always ask patients, how are you sleeping? Do you wake up feeling rested? You know, how's your quality of sleep? Are they groggy during the day? Are they tired? So really should be talking to your doctor about this. If you're not getting enough sleep, try not to blame it on the fact that you're under stress or that you don't have enough hours of sleep. Let's see if we can figure out what's going on and get it fixed. The problem with not sleeping very much and being drowsy is over 100,000 car accidents are caused every year by people that are asleep at the will. 
and greater than 72,000 of them are causing serious injuries and greater than 1,600 cause fatalities. So sleep is critical to our health. We just don't think that it is because I think we live in a society where we go, 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 where things are available 24-7, food, internet access. And so we don't think that it's ever time to rest and restore. And that's what our body does when we sleep. The body rests and it restores and it repairs proteins and things that we do to ourselves during the day. They also found out that people who snored or slept less than six hours were more likely to fall asleep at the wheel. So again, we talked about if you're snoring, you may not think you're not breathing or you're stopping breathing or maybe you don't know. But if you're a regular snorer, then you should have that evaluated and possibly have a sleep study or see someone about that. So I was reading an article about insomnia, and they were talking about a research study that was done with sharpshooters. And they found that when they got eight hours of sleep, they were 98% accurate. But when they got seven hours of sleep, they were only 79% accurate. After six hours of sleep, only 40% accurate. And after four hours of sleep, 23% accurate or the equivalent of drinking three beers. That's how important sleep is. You see the difference between eight hours, where they're 98% accurate, to four hours, 23% accurate, which is a 75% decrease in their accuracy, which is a lot. And so I feel that this is such a big issue with us because people don't sleep as much anymore, and they think that's a good thing so they can work longer, but as you can see, it's really not. And we need to remember how getting a good quality night's sleep is so important. So the critical takeaway is it's important. And we can't think that because no one really talks about it and because we're supposed to be busy all the time that it's not critical to our health. And like I said, it's actually more critical than what you eat and how much you're exercising. So I need everyone to get lots of sleep out there and most importantly, lots of restful sleep. This is Dr. Jennifer King. I can be reached at 480-513-4801. And my website is www drjenniferking.com. Thank you for listening and get some sleep. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Jennifer King Show presented by King Integrative. For more info, go to drjenniferking.com. That's drjenniferking.com. And join us again for the Dr. Jennifer King Show on Health Star Worldwide at Star Worldwide Networks.